Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Ted Turner. Success leaves clues, kids. I just named five of the greatest names in business in the last 150 years. And they all have one thing in common. They're ball busters. They're hard as nails. Where does that leave you? I still work 50, 60 hours a week. And I haven't had to work in 35 years. You're not willing to do anything. You're not willing to sacrifice anything to be a high-performance person. I don't want to be like that. No, no, most people don't. I want to be liked. Yeah, well, see, you want to fit in. I don't, I'm the only speaker that you're ever going to hear that really, with all his heart, doesn't give a shit. If I leave here you liking me, I did something wrong. Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast. Taking businesses from punchline to headline, from the undesirable to the undeniable. You know, one of my mentors said, if you want to hunt with the big dogs and pee in the tall grass, you've got to get off the porch. And what he didn't know at the time was that most would rather sit in the porch and lick their balls like real dogs do rather than get out of their comfort zones. Now, the truth is, most don't have the balls to say that they have no balls, even if they know it categorically. Most cover up their inadequacies up with jargon that's popular at the time or mere platitudes. But based on my high-performance experience, having no balls is mostly masked by procrastination, period. So the reality is these people are too comfortable and they don't have the balls to take both feet off the shore. It's really that simple. So what I've heard is, you know, Brian, with your experience and extraordinary communication skills, you're destined for greatness. If you can get these people out of their comfort zones, which is extremely difficult. And you know why that is? There's a massive difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. Of course, there's always excuses like, hey, we did the best we knew how at the time. Whereas one of my influences, Winston Churchill said, we must do what's necessary, not merely our best. And as Jack Welsh of GE said, it's not the people you fire that hurt the business. It's the people that you don't fire. And the truth is, many business owners don't have it in them to fire anyone because they're pleasers and they don't have what it takes to do what's necessary to keep their businesses on track to succeed. It's sad, but we have to face the issue head on. And that brings me to my guest today, who is the founder of the Male Entrepreneur, award-winning author, podcaster, speaker, and strategist for businessmen, who I'm referring to is Pradeep Sangha. Now, Pradeep teaches men how to align themselves to think, act, feel, and become the complete man and experience complete victory. Now, Pradeep uses proven methods from neuroscience, performance psychology, and ancient spiritual teachings to help men become mindful alpha males, men who are the complete package. And Pradeep's clients range from business owners to high-powered corporate executives. Pradeep, it's great to have you in the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog podcast. Hey, thanks, Brian. I totally appreciate being here. And great intro, by the way. I, I, I love what you said there at the beginning in terms of having the balls to actually do what you need to do to have a successful business. You know, I'll tell you, the same person that told me that told me that the success is you know, 90% balls, 10% brains. I don't know if it's true, but it, it sure does take a lot of testicular fortitude to survive today, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because the balls uh, really, you know, they really come down to the emotional states. That, that's the, the main piece there is because we tend to think that we're operating on logic. We run our businesses on logic. We're making decisions on logic. The majority of our decisions are based on our emotional patterns. And that's where having the balls comes in because you have to be able to break those existing emotional patterns to make decisions that actually lead you in the right direction, which I like to say is, you know, empowering decisions that get you to where you want to be. No, I'll tell you, you know, you look at the brain mapping and you, know, you have the emotional side and you have the rational side. 
And, you know, if they both meet, you know, obviously it's a strong conduit for decision being made. If they don't, a lot of times people go with emotion, you know, buy, people buy with emotion and they justify with logic or they make a decision rather, you know, emotionally and they justify with logic. And sometimes that doesn't work, right? Now, I know, Pradeep, you know, they say that man's greatest burden is unfulfilled potential. Now, you had a ton of potential and you have an amazing journey from working and then kind of moving in to working for yourself and coming up with this great business you have. We'd love to hear a little bit about that journey, what led to the decision, how has it been for you so far? Oh, it's been phenomenal. I, I wake up every morning and love what I do. It's, it's, you can say it's my calling. And I truly believe that every person has that one or even a few things that they're meant to do in their life. And this is one of the things that I was meant to do. So it drives me every day. Um, and it's a completely different life that I, that I lived before. I was in the corporate world for 13 years. I was very successful. I climbed up the corporate ladder. I was a go-getter. I was known as the go-to guy. But I just wasn't happy with who I was being. So on paper, you could say it seemed like I had it all. Uh, you know, I was making the money, I was traveling the world, I was doing all these cool things. But inside, I wasn't fulfilled. And that's where I really had to make the decision uh, and really step up and say, is this, is this the life that I really want to live? And it wasn't because as an entrepreneur, a lot of us uh, business owners and entrepreneurs are in business because we want to have complete control over the way we live, our time, the freedom that we have and, and what we want to do rather than having someone else dictate that for us. So for me, that ultimate freedom was absolutely worth it. That's great. How was it in the very beginning? Was it tough? Did you have a mentor to kind of guide you along the way or did you kind of figure it out as you went? I would say that throughout my entire life, I've been blessed to have some really great mentors. I had great mentors growing up as a kid. One of them was my grandfather, for example, and my dad. Uh, growing up through the in the corporate world, I had great mentors. So I've always been blessed. And yes, as an entrepreneur as well, I have been a student of business for such a long time that when I came out, the technical aspect of business wasn't tough at all. That was kind of the easy part. It was the emotional part, which is not knowing, not knowing exactly where I was going. I had the plan, I had the vision, but Obviously, in business, things don't always go as planned. So how do you deal with those situations when you don't have a guaranteed paycheck? So all of those things kind of played a factor for me. And especially when I came out of the corporate world, I, was, I came out of the corporate world going up, so accelerating uh, at a very rapid pace, for example. And when I came out of it, it was like I started from scratch. So I had to rebuild myself. I had to rebuild my identity. I had to rebuild who I was because I had been groomed for so many years to be a certain way, to speak a certain way, to behave a certain way, to portray myself in a certain way that I had to break that shell and really go down deep and figure out exactly who I was and who I wanted to be. That was probably the toughest part because once I figured that out, there was nothing that was going to stop me after that. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs kind of our challenge is not necessarily the business aspect, but it's really believing in themselves, their skill sets, and having that complete clarity from within. Because when you have that clarity from within, you can have that certainty and that confidence that you need to, to really make effective decisions. Because that's ultimately what business success comes down to. Even life success is a series of, of decisions and actions. And the better you get at making decisions and executing, you're going to see your life transform a lot faster, and especially in business as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, Pradeep, when you were in the corporate world, did you become fully indoctrinated? And when you stepped away and needed to deprogram and the problems you witnessed and experienced in the corporate world, you were able to course correct them in your own business, right? 
Yeah, it was, it was always a challenge because as much as corporations, larger corporations talk about how they do what's in the best interest of their clients or their customers, they don't always do that, right? It's always about bottom line at the end of the day. And we have this perception that business is all about bottom line, which for me isn't really sustainable because business is about bottom line, but it's also about providing value. So fundamentally, my value system was different than the corporate world. So it was a challenge. Um, even in the corporate world, don't get me wrong, I learned a ton from the corporate world. I was, I am here because I spent 14 years in the corporate world and I learned a ton that I probably wouldn't have as an entrepreneur because the corporate world has, I'm not going to say unlimited funds, but very close to where they can spend a lot of money, time, effort, training people and, and having the market research and having access to information that the, the everyday entrepreneur doesn't. So I was privy to information, I was privy to training, I was privy to knowledge and experiences at a, at a very large scale that a lot of entrepreneurs don't have or, or wouldn't typically have, which has led me to where I am today. So there was a huge benefit in that. I truly believe because sometimes as entrepreneurs, we tend to knock the corporate world and we say, ah, those are for the guys that like to do nine to five. But those guys, a lot of them have skills. A lot of them know what they're doing because the corporations that they're running are very large. And so I, I think there's there's, I think every entrepreneur should experience both sides because there's a lot to learn on each side. I think every corporate person should understand what it means to run their own business because they would make diff different decisions as well. And I think every entrepreneur should understand what it's like to be in the corporate world because you'll see things from a larger scale. You're going to learn how to operate globally and how to grow um, at the same time as trying to make your shareholders happy as well. So there's a lot of a lot of factors involved there, but uh, you know what? I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, and that was my path. I was meant to learn those challenges that I did. I learned a ton, and uh, it's only benefited me here because I can't look back at my life and say it was a mistake or I should have done things differently because I, I ultimately love what I do. That's awesome. Now, you mentioned a big problem with men today, whether it be in business or personal, is the fact that they don't have a lot of belief in themselves. What do you think the root cause of that is? Well, that, that lack of belief is really, there's a number of things. A is because majority of our belief system is built by other people. So as we grow up, our majority, I would say, most of adults have a belief system that they've carried with them throughout their entire life. So their belief system isn't necessarily their belief system. It's a belief system that they've inherited from their parents from their teachers, from their uh, friends at school, all the way up to where they are right now. That's how we primarily create our belief systems is based on our social structure. So I think the biggest challenge is that men get groomed into being a certain way by other people if they don't have a strong enough backbone. Because you have the opportunity to create the beliefs that you want or take on the beliefs that other people want you to have. That is a big difference there. And in order to have new beliefs, you can have new beliefs by having a life-changing event or you come across a teaching or a course or a book or whatever that is that, that triggers that aha moment in you. But that also means that you have to let go of your existing beliefs. And your existing beliefs have been so ingrained into you that it's sometimes tough to let go. So if you believe that the world was a certain way, like the sky has blue, been blue your entire life and all someone tells you it's actually red, you're going to question that. And so you have to do your research and that's, that's the important thing. But fundamentally, beliefs are so critical for a man's success 
because that is what stems all your decisions stem from your beliefs and your and also the beliefs of other people because you could be in a situation where you're you're with different people and you'll actually make different decisions because you're getting influenced by them so it's important to realize that and to have strong beliefs and stick with those beliefs and i'm not saying that you should always say and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of poke the bear here a little bit, Brian, because the U.S. political system is, is, I would say, failing based on this because so many people have traditional beliefs, so many people have these fundamental beliefs that they've held on for such a long period of time or they have these beliefs that they have heard on the news or whatever that looks like. They're not, found, they're not really factual beliefs that it's led them down, honestly, a crazy path where they just believe things that they hear. And that's a real challenge for people. But what ends up happening is that you make decisions based on your beliefs. And ultimately, what ends up happening is you create an identity based on your beliefs. And so you will believe that you are a, a certain type of man. Maybe you like to do sing, things a certain way, or maybe you believe that you're not capable of something. But that's all based on your belief system. So uh, long story short there, Brian, it, it's... Uh, beliefs are so important. It's important for every man to sit back and say, hmm, are my beliefs still valid at this particular time in my life? Do they need to be changed? Do they need to be modified? Do they need to be upgraded? Or do they, are they good the way they are? Because uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily a, a traditional person. I have traditional values in certain aspects. Um, and sometimes I say, no, that's just not right. I don't believe in the way modern society is moving in certain aspects. And I hold on to my beliefs because I truly believe that that's the best way either for myself or my family. Now, do you have you suffered from that? Has anybody been able to come in and kind of give you an awakening and change your beliefs? Or are you just locked into your own? Oh, no, always. I'm constantly changing my beliefs. Constantly. My beliefs are always, you know, being evolving because I I tend to consume a lot of you can say information, knowledge, and wisdom just overall, and I and I try to take a look at it. And because I have a science background and I have a research background, I do my research, and I don't do it in a biased way. I go out with a perspective of I'm trying to prove myself wrong, and if you go out with that perspective, you'll see things from a different light. So there's I'm constantly having these aha moments. My kids are constantly teaching, you know, giving me these aha moments because they'll say something and it'll be like, oh, you're absolutely right. I didn't even think about it that way. Uh, so yes, my belief system is constantly changing. So what does it mean to be a mindful alpha male to you? Well, let's, let's start off with the, uh, the alpha male part because I'm a firm believer that every man who wants to have everything that he wants in life to achieve, whether it's business success or personal success, has to be an alpha male. And the term alpha has been, has been construed because the term alpha actually comes from the Greek alphabet. It's the first letter of the Greek alphabet, meaning beginning, but it's also the origin. So as an alpha male, you are the only person that can create the life that you want. There's no one else that can do it for you. If you're not the alpha within your own life, then you tend to be dealing with circumstances that are given to you. So you deal with that being stuck in that job or whatever it is, or dealing with those business challenges and not growing your business because you don't believe that you can grow your business. And you know, the economy is working against you. Your competition is working against you. You don't take true accountability and responsibility for where you are right now at this particular time in life. 
I think if every man stood up and said, I'm the alpha of my life, they would realize that they've created the life that they have right now. And when you realize that and you take accountability, you have the power. You are now empowered to say, I can actually change that. That is the difference because if you're not leading your life, you're following someone else's direction. That's the first part. Now, there's a lot of guys out there that are alpha males. They like to take charge, whether that's in their family or their business, whatever that might be. But a lot of them are missing out on the mindful aspect. And that is a bigger challenge, I think, today is that we don't see what the outcomes are of our actions, what the ripple effect will be to not only the people in our own family, but our communities, but the environment and the world as a whole, because we are part of this one ecosystem. And being mindful just means being present, being aware of your actions today, absorbing the moment that it is, but also being aware that, hey, if I do this today, how will it impact other people? And what will the ultimate impact be years down the road? That is ultimately being mindful and if you combine the two when you're a mindful alpha male not only are you taking control of your life but you're also impacting so many other people as well because a mindful alpha male you know you get what you want out of life but you also get it from helping other people get what they want out of life and i think if we as men stood up and did more of that we wouldn't have so many of those challenges that we're experiencing right now today in, in society no it's it's absolutely true you know they don't make them like they used to i'll say that but what do you think as far as the people you've met with, what's the percentage between the alpha males and the snowflakes? And what I mean by snowflake is, you know, I always refer to a snowflake as someone who melts under pressure, right? So you have the alpha male, I mean, you could call them a beta male, I don't know what you want to call them, but what do you think the breakdown is between the snowflakes and the alpha males from your perspective? I, I would say, well, and here's, okay, so here's my take on that. I think true alpha males, and when I say true alpha males, I mean they're not just putting on a show because there's a lot of so-called alpha males out there that are putting on a show, but they, they truly lack self-confidence in themselves. And that is, uh, you know, that's very common. So I would say a true alpha male, there's probably one out of 10 men from my personal experience, uh, and I've worked with a lot of men over the years, that that is basically, if I, can, if I talk to 10 men, there's only one of them that's a true alpha male that's also mindful as well. You know, there's this myth out there. I don't know if you heard of this myth, Pradeep, that women love a project like a lost puppy. You know, <laughs> they take in these weaklings and they love to nurse them back to health, right? But after a while, it gets old, you know, because these puppies become used to it and they want to just stay in that state and they want to be taken care of and coddled. You know, a lot of mama's boys are this way. Have you seen this before? And do you think it's a myth? I think to me, women they like the alpha male. I, I think in reality, and I can go into detail about it. I mean, one time, I'll tell you the story here. I was in a company, it's a major internet marketing company in, in West Hollywood, okay? So there was a woman who worked in facilities. She was like a facilities manager. And you know, now she's working for Amazon, very big. But I was with a friend of mine, and she said to this person in the middle of a conversation, she was talking about a blind date she'd went on, right? And she said, listen, I'm tired of all the messing around. She's like, I want a man to take me by the hand lead me in the bedroom, throw me down and have his way with me. That's what she wanted, right? And, you know, it's, it's funny, the friend of mine, as we were walking to lunch, I think she likes me. What do you think? But uh, have you experienced this, deep? <laughs> is this the perspective of most women or is this just completely off? Well, you know, you just opened up uh, Pandora's box here, Brian, <laughs> because this is, actually, this is actually one of the core aspects that I, I coach on and I teach on. 
not because I talk about relationships. I, 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 let me back up. Actually, I talk about relationships, but I don't counsel relationships. I'm not a relationship counselor. What I will do is teach men how to be the best leaders and stand up as alpha men so that they, their woman respects them and is totally attracted to them if she's the right woman. So what you're talking about has been a decade-long project, you can say, when feminism started, um, where females who were, uh, in, in all honesty, legitimately wanting equal rights because they have been held back for so long and they, a lot of women have been abused and, and controlled. And so they, have, they had every right to stand up and say, hey, look, we want to be treated as equals. What has happened as a result now is we've had a number of generations, so sorry, decades, so probably three decades, a couple of generations of men that have been raised to be, you can say, less less masculine. And they've been taught that, hey, you know what, you don't you don't take charge, women are equals, all of this kind of stuff. That's not necessarily how the human brain works from a man's brain and a female brain perspective, because female brains are somewhat different than male brains and our hormones are different. For example, men on average have 10 times more testosterone than women do. And sometimes even more boys can have up to hundred times more testosterone than women. And that sheer biological difference creates you can say a stronger feeling of wanting to be dominant in boys and in men. So boys and men have a natural tendency to be dominant, to want to lead, to explore. And so that's why it's important to keep that because women also look for that too. So I talk about, there's different energies and it's called the masculine energy and feminine energy. This is from ancient teachings as well. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the yin and the yang approach as well. You know, we, for centuries, teachings have talked about the opposite or opposing energies. That is the difference between the masculine energy and feminine energy. And within men, we have both the masculine and the feminine, and women have the both masculine and feminine as well. It's just a different degree. In men, we have more of a masculine energy, which is, it's a driven energy. It's a solid energy. It's actually very boring because it's very task focused. Whereas a feminine energy is very much about flowing. It's about creativity. It's about love and connection, not necessarily task oriented. So we need to have that balance. And what's happened is there's a lot more women these days that have more masculine energy in them than men do. And that's caused a problem in relationships because for a relationship to work, you have to be attracted to each other. It is the basic fundamental principle of a relationship. You have to be drawn towards each other. If a man doesn't have the masculine energy and a woman has a greater degree of masculinity than a, woman, a man does, you will see challenges in a relationship. I see that all the time. My counterparts that are in the, the space of counseling, you've probably heard of Dr. John Gray. He's the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Right. He's the original grandfather, you can say, of, of talking about these differences. He, he was actually on my podcast last year. We talked about this. And we, we had a great conversation because he was the original person that talked about the differences and why men need to be masculine and why women have a tendency, should be more feminine because that's why you have the attraction. But there's almost this power struggle now, Brian, where women and, and men are kind of uh, competing uh, more in the corporate world. And that's actually trickled into the family dynamics as well. And it shouldn't be that way. And you're seeing more and more people now, more and more women saying, I can't find the right man because they're not masculine enough, especially in the next <laughs> generation. So what you are talking about is 
you know, I, and I'm, I don't like to be dramatic. I'm very much an optimist, and, but I'm also a realist. I take a look at the trends. This has been a, I've been studying this trend for since 2004. And it's, it's getting worse and worse. And, but I think we're starting to see the pendulum swing. And, and that's why I've been so vocal about this. You've also probably heard of Jordan Peterson up here in Canada as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and so he's talked about that from a gender perspective. And, and uh, you know, all this neutrality is killing society. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely true because men need to be men and women need to be women. That doesn't mean women can't be in powerful positions as CEOs or, uh, you know, whatever that looks like. It just means that there needs to be that balance and a man's natural tendency is to take charge and lead. And from my experience, when that doesn't happen in a family unit, it goes south. I can use myself as an example, Brian, because when I had challenges in our relationship, my wife and I did, uh, just like every other couple, we've had our challenges and there's times where we said, is this the right relationship for us? Every time we get into that state, the pattern that we've identified is that I lower my masculine energy and she raises her masculine energy. So she becomes less feminine, more masculine. I become more feminine and less masculine. And we've identified that pattern and we've actively and proactively switched it now where if things don't go exactly as planned. I actually ramp up my masculine energy and that allows her to be more in her feminine energy and that attraction happens again. So we are like two magnets that are drawn towards each other rather than repelling each other because two masculine energies will repel each other will repel each other regardless. No, it's true. And the divorce rate proves it. I mean, around the time you're talking about divorce rates have skyrocketed, you know, single parenthood skyrocketed. Do you think women are doing this because men are dropping the ball, meaning that in these relationships, they're not getting what they, what they need. Uh, the men are not being men anymore. They're really not going out there and, and slaying the dragon and, you know, dragging it <laughs> home. They're going out there and trying to enter corporate Canada, corporate America to take up arms for their family out of necessity, or is it a different reason? I think there's a combination of reasons. I think one of the biggest reasons is because women have been held back for such a long time that they haven't been given the equal opportunity. I think that's one of them. I think the other reason is because of split families as well, because children are not understanding what it means to be in a healthy family unit where a man is a man and a woman is a woman. So typically what ends up happening is in a single family unit, for example, the women will have to stand up more and it, because typically more women take control of the household and have ownership or you can say custody of the kids as opposed to the men. And they end up ten, having more masculine tendencies. So the next generation is really confused in terms of what it means to be men and what it means to be women. But also... There's a lot of, you know, there's this big movement out there on the female side that are telling females, hey, look, you know what? You deserve to have a powerful position. And a lot of women are feeling like they need to have that now because it's become almost a trend. If you're not, then you're almost not worthy enough. And I'll give you an example. One of, my wife and I had an open conversation about this and she was just openly saying, hey, look, she said, because my wife is a career woman, she's very well educated. And she's in the medicine field. And she said, even if I chose to be a stay-at-home mom, which she hasn't, she enjoys working. She said the girls, uh, basically her friends that are corp in the corporate world would look down on her. And it's, so it's become a trend from that side, on the female side. Now on the male side, 
we have this confusion because we have a lot of men saying, Hey, look, you know what? You got to tap into, you got to be more emotional and all this kind of stuff, which I agree with to a certain point. Men need to understand how their emotions work because when you can take control of your emotions, you're that much more powerful, but that doesn't mean that you have to be a dog with a tail between your legs. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't stand up for yourself. And I really, you know, again, this is just my personal perspective. I think men do have leadership roles in their family. I, I personally believe that a man is the leader of the family because of the natural instinct and what the masculine energy is about. It's about being the leader. It's about exploring. If you take a look at any major situations of, let's just say terror or accidents or typically what it is, firefighters, for example, police officers, they're typically... Uh, I'm not going to, they're typically men, women are in those role too, but when women go at the front line and take charge, it's their masculine energy that's stepping forward. It's not their feminine energy. So it's the masculine energy that takes lead. We've lost that. We really have as a generation. And, and you said something before, Brian, which was, I, I say this all the time, is they don't make men like they used to. And you literally are the last line of defense for the younger generation. So I, I very adamantly teach men to say, hey, look, be open with your children. Uh, you know, your boys and girls, your daughters, your sons should have equal opportunity. My kids are in the exact same activities, swimming, piano, karate, both my boy and my, and my son. But also nurture the, the feminine side in your daughter and the masculine side in your boy. So my son likes to play video games and likes to play ball and play foosball. My daughter likes to play a doll and playhouse. So I nurture those. And I'm not afraid of that. My daughter wears pretty dresses. Uh, she likes to dress up. I'm going to nurture that. My son doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. And I'm going to nurture the boy in him. There's nothing wrong with that. So as fathers, a lot of fathers are afraid to say, how do I raise my son? How do I raise my daughter? Don't be afraid because at the end of the day, they, they will have the freedom of choice when they're adults to move in the direction that they are more comfortable no, definitely. I agree 100%. And you look at if somebody can't be a leader in their own home, how are they going to take it into the office? And a lot of businesses out here in the States, they suffer with uh, from indecision. They can't make a decision. And the reason they can't make a decision, as I mentioned earlier, is you know sometimes it's not the people that you fire. It's the people you don't fire. That's what's ruining your business. And you don't want to do it because you're a people pleaser and you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, even though you're helping them long term. You're not only helping them, you're helping your own business. And it's, it's amazing, you know, you look at certain people that they don't want to offend their children and tell them, hey, you're not good enough, you have to improve or help them get better. It's looked at as you're being insensitive, even though you're being direct, right? It's called constructive criticism, and people need more of it. I'm a firm believer, and that's how we become better and we refine ourselves. Now, as far as per deep, you know, you're working with a lot of men on a personal level, professional level. Where do you see them struggling the most? Is it personal? Is it professional? Um, so it, it's, it's a mix. So I, I work with a variety of type of men. So I work with men that are trying to achieve their goals and they're working as hard as they can and they're not quite seeing the progress. So what ends up happening is they're spending their evenings and weekends working and not enough time in their family. So that's one of the challenges that I see men dealing with is the work-life balance component is that they're spending more time working than actually enjoying life. And that's not the purpose of being an entrepreneur or even a career man. You don't want to be spending more time in your job than you are with your kids. Uh, that, there's no point to that. The other side is men who basically do have it all. They're extremely successful. They have a ton of money, but they're, they're challenged because they have it all and they're, they're not feeling that level of fulfillment or that passion or their drive. 
and there's something missing. So they have everything, but they're still feeling like they're incomplete. That's why I talk about the complete man. And that's a different ball game on its own because that's almost even more frustrating because it's like having everything, but nothing is making you happy. And so there's two different things or two different, you can say pendulums when it comes to men is they're either working their butts off and they're struggling and they're, they don't have that work-life balance and they're feeling guilty when they're, you know, working away, they're thinking about their kids and their family. And then on the other side, there's men that have everything and just can't find that level of fulfillment because they've literally worked so hard their entire lives that they haven't taken the time to say, okay, what, what really makes me happy in life? Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, you know, before we wrap up, I want to give somebody a real gift here. Now you're a big science guy, right? Pradeep? You bet. Okay. So, well, some people, their bubble's going to get burst. But some people are going to say, you know, this is exactly as I thought it was. This is going to solidify the thoughts in their mind of who they are. So, and this is mainly for the, the females, right? That are, that are with these guys are wondering like, am I with an alpha male? Am I with somebody who's a winner, who's a go-getter? What I want you to do is tonight, make some dinner, snuggle up to your man on the couch, turn on Netflix, whatever it is. And I want you to grab your partner's hand and I want you to look at it. I want you to look at it and I want you to pay attention to the index finger, and the ring finger okay now if the ring finger is longer than the index finger you heard about this one Pradeep that means that (laughs) in the womb you've been exposed to more testosterone and you've been exposed to more sex hormones okay this is scientifically proven so that person is going to be much higher level of, of a competitor into sports leader winner much more well endowed as well much more sexual prowess. So you've got yourself the ultimate alpha male. Now, if you don't, I'm sure you've been thinking that all along. Now this proves it. So tonight, take a look at, I hate to break the hearts out there, but some people I'm going to make very happy. They're going to see that they're going to get a ton of confidence per deep. They're going to say, you know, I never knew I had it in me. I can go do this. I've been doubting myself because of society, because of the people I'm surrounding myself with. Now I know it and I'm going to go apply it, right? (laughs) That's awesome, man. And by the way, Pradeep, I'm looking at my hand right now and my, I have a very long ring finger. So you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're talking to the genuine article. It's, it's scientifically proven. Oh, that's awesome. This is great. This has been a blast, man. It is. I'll tell you, we got we to do a part two. We've only scratched the surface as far as I'm concerned. Now, Pradeep, anything you want to share with the audience before? And by the way, the women love us. We have a ton of women on the show. They absolutely love us. Anything you want to leave with the audience, any words of wisdom, guidance, thoughts that you want to share? Yeah, I would just say, you know, take a look at what's happening in society today and whether it's relationships or business and, and, and actually particularly in relationships, we talked a lot about men and women and, and from the relational standpoint is if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. So uh, you said, you know, sit down and, and take a look at the finger. The other thing is to sit down and and actually ask yourself deep down, are you attracted to the person that's next to you? Because it's a fundamental attraction that will literally keep your relationship happy and healthy and invigorated for the long term. That's ultimately it. And if, and if you're telling yourself, yeah, you're attracted, great. And if you're saying, hey, look, I need more attraction, I think that's where you need to step up and, and actually take accountability and take the lead and say, okay, what do both parties need to do to really make that that relationship that much more fulfilling and bring that you can say um it's the attraction back into the relationship now the reason why i say this brian is because you know it's great to have money it's great to have a great job or a business and travel the world and do all that kind of stuff but it's not worth it if you don't have someone to share it with 
And life is that much more fulfilling when you have a special someone to spend your evenings with, your memories with, and look back at all those memories that you had when you grow old and say, you know, we had a life like that. I definitely agree. Now, very last question, Pradeep's personal question. It's just to get to know you a little bit better. Now, you're going to be in an island for the rest of your life, okay? You can only bring one book, mm -hmm. one movie, and one album. What are you bringing? Oh, okay. So, uh, one book. Which book would it be? Well, it's um, my favorite book right now is The War of Art. Um, that's probably it. And if you haven't read it, it's an awesome, it's an awesome read. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, but it's all about, you know, having the passion in your life and following what you should be following in life and not, not giving into the resistance. The movie, wow, this is, this is an interesting one. If I was on an island, you know what? I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so can I pick like a trilogy? Yeah, why not? Yeah, so I'll pick the Star Wars. I'll pick the original Star Wars because I can yeah, watch those over. Yeah, I yeah. can I can watch those over and over again. And an album? Hmm. Let's see. What? It would probably have to be one of either Metallica. It's, it's got to be like a Metallica's album because, you know, every time I play music uh, from Metallica, it just kind of gets me hyped up. So, yeah, that, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old school rock guy. See, it's tough to pick a Metallica album. They're all so different. And they're all so good. So, I mean, some of them, St. Anger yeah. was horrible, but, you know, most of them are great. Yeah, there you go, man. Fantastic. Now, Pradeep, how can these people get in touch with you? I know we've got a lot of men out there who wish they could be more like you and I. How can they get in touch with you and uh, unleash the inner alpha male they should be? Yeah, you can reach out to me basically on pretty much every social media channel at Pradeep Sangha. So you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, although I'm not as active on Facebook these days as, as much as I am, um, I just kind of find it a turnoff. Uh, you can also go to my website at pradeepsanga.com. And I'm also actually releasing my next book. It's called The Complete Man in December. Um, and it has everything that we talked about here and more, uh, Brian, in regards to the science. And uh, you can say the psychology of, of actually success, fulfillment, and uh, what I call ultimate victory. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about that because it really is a practical way for guys to have pretty much everything that they want in life. Awesome. I love it. I can't wait to read it. Pradeep, it's been fantastic. I love it. Man, I think we scratched the surface. We may have to do a, a part two, a sequel to this one. Have a beautiful rest of the day up there in beautiful Canada, and uh, let's stay in touch. You too. This was a great pleasure. Thank you. You got it. Don't be a whiny excuse-making, people-pleasing snowflake. Take control of your business and destiny by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com.